How's it guys and uh, welcome to probably the most exciting Sunday discussion I've had. A little nerve-wracking as well. Um, big news coming out. Finally, South Africa has decided on the 1st of October we'll be opening our borders. So that's the big news I wanted to share with you guys. It's been an incredible journey and I... Uh, I look back to the first day of lockdown <laughs> and um, where my actual struggle actually began. Um, yeah, but we'll we'll get into that a little bit later. Uh, unfortunately, not on this podcast. Uh, I think that's going to be a special discussion to have with you guys and just tell you from where I came from and and my my side. But uh, yeah, we yeah, uh, I'm so stoked. It's it's, it's really exciting to see that we're actually moving forward a little bit. Like I said, I just felt that the lockdown really just didn't serve a purpose anymore. And uh, yeah, fortunately, we we done. Okay, guys, so before we get going, just got to give a big shout out to the following sponsors. Big thank you to Trees and Camo. Um, this season has been met with a lot of obstacles um, but one thing I've always known is that I'm, I'm going into the bush with the best possible camo there is in South Africa and uh, yeah just got to hand it out to the trees and team they've developed some incredible camo and uh, just so proud to be a part of the team next up is Max's tires uh, I've been using the razors uh, the mining application those of you that have followed me would know this um, it's they they're fantastic. They really really are. Um, clicking over now to about fifty five thousand kilometers. So uh, yeah, they've they've really done their fair share of work, and I've still got a couple of more to go. So um, yeah, really just proud of how the Maxis have performed in our tough conditions. Then next up, uh, Tacticam. Uh, this is a new project of mine. I'm so stoked to be a part of the uh, pro staff team. Uh, I think I'm one of few South Africans that are actually on it. Um, but yeah, as far as action cameras go and really wanting to film my own hunt, um, they they definitely offer and they tick all the boxes. It's incredible to see when you're out in the bush, just the versatility that they've got, the clarity, um, and they're really not expensive. So uh, it's awesome. It's great to be a part of. Um, and yeah, I, I mean, I'm a gadgets guy. I just love gadgets and... Uh, they definitely are the the best action camera as far as filming your own hunt uh, concerned. So uh, yeah, big shout out to Tacticam. Then uh, hopefully I'll be going down and um, I'm really wanting to do a podcast with these guys. Splitting image taxidermy. Guys, I can't stress enough how important taxidermy is from a pH point of view as well as a client uh, coming out. You want to know that your money is well spent and well looked after and Splitting Image has all bases covered. They're fantastic taxidermy. I really can't stress this enough. And they've, I mean, the communication levels for me is one of the most important things and they they just, they next level. There's not a taxidermy that I've dealt with that has handled with so, many, so much detail and the whole team at Splitting Image are just a fantastic bunch of people. And um, yeah, big shout out to them. Then, uh, finally, big shout out to PH Toolbox. Um, I'm so stoked to be a part of this whole e-commerce adventure. And uh, with the PH Toolbox team that we've got, 
it's it's really been an incredible journey to watch us grow. We've registered our first couple of sales. Um, there's been a little bit of traffic coming into the site, so which is really exciting. So so guys, if you have, you'll see uh, I've been wearing the merch with my cap. Um, if you really would like to support a PH, <laughs> it's been a tough season. Um, head along to a PH toolbox. We're shipping worldwide. Um, I know that a lot of guys don't really want to wait for their stuff. So if you are in the American market, uh, I'll tag my Redbubble account below and you can purchase off there some cool t-shirts, hoodies. Uh, I haven't got into the cap designing yet on Redbubble, but uh, yeah, if you do come out to South Africa, we can definitely organize you a t-shirt or a cap uh, sent to whichever safari company you'll be going to. So, uh, yeah, if you guys haven't yet, uh, head along to the PH Toolbox page. Uh, there is, there's some cool things. We're starting off small. Um, I'm really excited about it because uh, we've, we've sort of got a great base to work from uh, with a whole bunch of our suppliers, and we're just so fortunate that they've jumped on board and had a little bit of faith in us. And, yeah, now it's just to push forward and actually start making the side hustle work, you know. Um, yeah, guys, and then just to end off quickly before we get into it, big shout out to No Sense South Africa. Um, this one's they'll they'll be featuring on our uh, PH Toolbox website, and I've used the No Scent um, in all my bow hunting uh, hunts I've done this season. Um, the guys have just done a fantastic look as South Africans. We, we we tend to overlook these sort of things, the smaller things that actually count in the bush. And um, yeah, for me, I really didn't believe that it worked until I actually had it on. And it's incredible. Um, some amazing technology goes into this. And if you are bow hunting, you need as much help as possible to get as close as possible. So big shout out to No Scent. Um, yeah, just fantastic, fantastic product can't wait to put this into stock and i can't wait to test it out more for the next season but um yeah you get you get a whole different variety you can even wash your clothes with the pods um they've got body wash uh, so yeah they really cover all their bases and uh really is a fantastic product um but yeah guys um this sunday discussion is about tipping um it's a sensitive topic when you're coming out on safari, but my, my thought process about this this particular episode was I'm hoping that guys, when they get onto the plane, they download a couple of podcasts, and mine is one of them, but uh, they just listen to some of the advice coming over so that they don't have to ask these hard questions. And trust me, tipping is one of the hardest questions to be asked around camp because not a lot of people know how it's done um but yeah we'll get into that as we go along so uh without further ado let's get into it Like I said in the intro, I feel that uh, this episode is a special episode. It requires some sort of celebration. So I've decided 
Um, that I'm going to be having a beer. And that's just to celebrate the end, well, sort of end of lockdown. Borders are open. Things are looking up. It's summer now. Um, you know, we we have to move forward from what, what has been one of the most devastating years we've had from a financial, personal, uh, whichever way you're looking at it. And, uh, yeah. So, guys, firstly... Cheers. Thanks to everyone that supported me. Cheers to a really difficult year. And um, yeah, positive vibes moving forward. Um, my condolences to each and every one of you that's lost loved ones through these trying times. And uh, as well, my thoughts and prayers go out to all the South African farmers. What's happening out there is not fair on anyone, no matter what the motivation is behind it but uh my heart and soul is with the the farmers of south africa we need to create awareness and hopefully my platform gives them a little bit of a go forward to work off of but um yeah guys really my thoughts and prayers are with all of you guys and uh, all the loved ones and yeah good luck and stay strong man that's good Okay, guys, cool. So, tipping. Um, tipping sort of become customary uh, over the last couple of years. Um, well, not over the last couple of years, for, for almost forever since the hunting industry has been involved. And it's almost formed a huge identity as far as professional hunting, tracking, and all that sort of stuff's concerned. So... <laughs> A tip is a tip. That's exactly what it is. It's it's. You don't have to leave a tip behind if you um, don't feel satisfied or whatever the points are. We'll get into that. But a tip is really just something. And you must understand, as a PH, we we that's what we work for, because especially now, I think it's. I think it's like sixteen rand to one dollar. The conversion rate is so. Um, attractive especially when you you're paying your tips out in dollars and it helps it really really does help i mean our basic salary we get on a daily basis from the outfitter is just enough to sort of cover your maintenance on your vehicle the fuel you got to put in um and sort of odds and ends dog food um just basic essentials and stuff uh, you'll be surprised how how much we actually spend on a daily basis, although a lot of our stuff is covered, like food and accommodation. But you, you'll be really surprised on how much maintenance actually goes into the vehicle. You know, uh, just this pre-season, I, I redid my rails and uh, recovered a couple of my hunting seats, put seat covers on in my pickup. And, you know, before I, before I knew it, I was, I was quite deep in the hole. And... Um, yeah, so so like I said, you know, our basic salary we earn from the outfitters on a daily basis normally goes in back straight back into our business, if you want to call it, um, just on the basic maintenance and stuff. So, so tipping really has got a special place in the industry, and um, like I said, it's been customary for for some time now. So, uh, yeah, and that's that's just another reason why it's so important. So a lot of things get asked, uh, especially around the camp, 
who and why do we tip these people? So, for instance, of course, your pH. One of the things I always take from my pH course is that you, you, you're there not only to provide a service, but you're there as a host. You're there to make sure that the hunter and his observer, his wife, his child, whoever he may bring along, if he brings anyone along, you're there to, to offer them the best possible service you possibly can. Not only guiding on the animals, but as well as accommodation, uh, hosting, um, and all that sort of stuff. Yes, there are outfitters out there that have done exceptionally well in um, taking that sort of pressure off the professional hunters at, at this this time, but you still have a really, really important part to play. So, of course, your PHs um, and, of course, your trackers. I sometimes feel that trackers are a little bit undermined um, in certain instances, but they play an incredible part in this uh, in this industry, and they they're definitely one of the hardest working guys out there. And from my personal experience with my tracker, I mean, there's sometimes I mean, when, last season when we did the 24-hour hunt that I speak so highly of. Um, he never slept right up until nine o'clock the next morning. You know, we've got to make sure that we're skinning animals, putting them into the salt as fresh as possible because the longer they lie on the back of the pickup or <clears throat> in the cooler room, it's not good for any trophy preparation. So, you know, as far as trackers goes, that's really important. And then lastly, lodge stuff. Um, there are other guys that sort of creep into the picture. Uh, your chauffeur from from the airport to the lodge, uh, you know, often, um, and this is a really important topic, often, especially when you're hunting with outfitters and you go to other properties and you use the expertise of the guys at the other property, so they guide you into the most ideal spots for certain species you're looking for. Um, I don't know how it's experienced elsewhere, but yeah, in the Eastern Cape, you know, for instance, uh, some of the main places we hunt don't have certain species like bushbuck. So you would always go down to the coast, and when you get to that, the farmer or or the other um, ranch, you would always take somebody that's from that area along with you. So leaving them a tip behind is extremely important. Um, and... Yeah, so that's basically the important part of who and, and why you tip these guys. Um, another important thing is that I figure out, and, and again, guys, I'm, I'm, I'm doing this. There's two reasons why I'm doing this, uh, this topic on a Sunday discussion is, number one, I don't, I don't want to prevent the question being asked, but I want to make the understanding a little bit better when a hunter's got to come all the way over to Africa and ask who and what he tips. Um, I just want to sort of give a basis from where they can work from. And then on the other spectrum, as a young professional hunter, on what you can expect and what you need to do to achieve uh, decent tips or to achieve a satisfactory level that your client would want to come back and hunt with you. So everything I'm about to share with you guys is just personal experiences I've had within the industry. Um, 
you know, I, I'm a very shy guy, so I, I always, I get a little bit, I want to say cold feet when a, when a client comes up to me and asks me, listen, as far as gratitude or tipping, what's, you know, what's the level? And there's certain instances where uh, outfitters are kind and they leave a sliding scale in the room, but um, more often than not, <laughs> you you based with, I mean, you've got to answer these sort of questions. So, yeah, so how do you scale your tip? So firstly, of course, the most important thing is how satisfying was your safari? Now, I base, when, when, when I'm judging myself and when I'm, um, when I want to base myself of how well a safari has been going, my first and number one thing is comfort. If my client is comfortable, he's, if his bedside light's not working, I want to make sure it's working. If he doesn't have warm water in the morning, you know, we've got to sort that out. And it all boils down to the smaller things that make a bigger impression. So experiences, you know, is he seeing sunsets, um, sunrises? Is he seeing the landscape the way we see it? Um, cultures, is he experiencing different cultures? Um, you know, the hunting is the main focus, but it's the smaller things around the hunt that actually lead for a better experience. And call me old-fashioned, but that's how I want to be remembered. I want to be remembered by sharing sharing experiences, shooting good quality animals, shooting um, respectable animals, but as well embracing the culture that that's built this magnificent country. And yeah, I'm waffling off a bit here, but that's how you justify a satisfactory safari. Um. Another thing was price tag. Um, are you coming over here to hunt certain species at higher price tags, or are you coming over here just to have friend, uh, fun with friends and family, shoot some planes game animals, and sit around the bar, sit around the fire, have a couple of beers, and you know just just share just share stories and and. Uh, just really come over and enjoy, have a holiday experience. So that's number two. How How is your pH catering for that? Yeah. Is he putting in the effort to get you permits? Uh, You've got to understand that um, a lot of the animals, for instance, let's talk about the RB. Um, the RB takes about, especially down in the Eastern Cape, um, I'm not familiar with up north, but I know yeah, in the Eastern Cape, you know, it can take up to three years to organize a permit and your PHs are constantly on that, your outfitters are constantly on that, they're working their butts off to try and get you a permit, to try and find you a permit that's available, um, and of course, the RB being an RB, it's quite a pricey animal for what you get, um, so take all those things into consideration, is the work effort being put in, um, you know, I can remember a couple of years ago, um, just off the spur of the moment, we needed a blue darker. It was never planned, um, but we worked our butts off just to try and get a permit released, uh, trying to find one. And um, yeah, it's you know that, that that's all part of the job. So price tag is very important. So are you paying for what you get? Um, 
and is the effort being put in. Uh, thirdly, number of days, uh, typical safari number. Earlier time of year, I think it's about five days is the average, and then it goes into seven and ten days. Um, you know, keep that in mind. A lot of guys staying longer than ten days. You know, we 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 sort of add on. When I say add on, it's not the right word, but we sort of compensate for the days spent away. Um, and you got to, you know, look at look at your sliding scale. Everything will be done on a sliding scale, and you're using your own discretion. Um, and just remember, you know, anything longer than ten days is is a lot of pressure on certain people and. Um, family members and the list goes on but uh, I know it's more common up north that your your days are longer you you get longer days so you're more you're there for um, a longer amount of time whereas yeah down in the South Africa uh, I know your average hunts between seven and ten days so just keep that in mind it's not a big deal but yeah just keep it in mind then probably one of the most important points is uh what type of hunt is it? Is it a plains game? Is it a dangerous game hunt? Um, obviously, dangerous game takes a lot of preparation, like I mentioned a little bit earlier, uh, like you would do on a blue darker, um, maybe leopard or lion. You you baiting, you setting up trail cameras, um, so on and so forth. And um, yeah, that's just you know it's it's a typical. Uh, we'll we'll get into what sort of budget range you can justify between the two of them, but keep that in mind, uh, dangerous game or planes game hunt. Then for me, also another very important point is, is your hunter bringing an observer? And by that I mean his wife, his kid, or somebody that's not going to hunt, that's just going to tag along. You need to make sure that you incorporate the experience with him or her in it. Um, you know, if they're just sitting in the pickup all day or if they were walking kilometers after kilometers and not getting the full experience, uh, just bear in mind that, you know, they also need to enjoy their time as much as the hunter. And uh, a lot of PHs miss that. And, you know, when we, when we like I say, I said in many, many other podcasts is preparation is everything. Finding out a couple of days before the time, is your hunter bringing out um, an observer, isn't he, um, will allow you to give you a little bit of time to to um, plan, plan ahead. You know, we, we need a certain species down there. What are we going to do with an observer? Well, let's, you know, one day let's go to the Addo Elephant Park or, you know, let's go and uh, go fishing um, but you need to keep that in mind and preparation is everything so you know um, one of my favorite things I really enjoy doing is number one going on to Addo um, or number two actually going into our local schools um, and donating a few books a couple of pencils just basic essential things that they really take for granted you know so uh, yeah um, Keep that in mind. Make sure, guys, you need to know two or three days before your hunt. You can't wait 
on the day you arrive at the lodge when you if your clients bring in an observer or not because you're going to be caught off guard and like i said you know make sure that they're enjoying the experience as much as the hunter and then the big one last but not least definitely a huge one for me is the success of a hunt now <laughs> many people will have different opinions on what a successful hunt actually entails for <clears throat> I can't really talk for the hunting side I'll give my opinion but from a professional hunting point of view is you need to make sure you tick a lot of the boxes and did your client have you know did he see a lot of animals was was he was he getting enough opportunity to see the species that he was after was he getting involved in the community in the experiences were you teaching anything new um, about south africa different types of hunting walk-in stalk out of a blind whatever the case may be you need to start ticking boxes as you go along did he have enough opportunity on the sticks on a certain species, you, whether you miss them or not, it's you know doesn't really matter. But from a professional hunting point of view, you need to make sure that most of those boxes are all ticked off. From a hunting perspective, I always say once you come over to South Africa, you're always going to come back. And a lot of people get worked up, and a lot of people get irritated with missed opportunities and um, I learned a very valuable lesson a couple of years ago as I'm seen with a good friend he's been out with me a couple of times and we from a professional hunting side I left that hunt learning more than I've ever had ever had learned in my life of hunting and it wasn't as far as shooting the animals and killing the animals concerned it wasn't near the success I was planning to have and I look back at it now and I just think that hunt identified me as the professional hunter I'm going forward today because then I did things that I probably looking back now I probably could have changed but experiencing those moments, I mean, when we hunted the hippo on the Fish River, I mean, we hunted seven days, or I think it was five days, five days, waking up every single morning at three o'clock, getting down to the river early, only to shoot, pull off a shot on the first, very last day, um, in a rookie era, I didn't wait for the hippo to turn, I told him to pull the shot off when it wasn't facing us, and those things I learned, I learned valuable, valuable lessons, and um it's 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 almost it's, it keeps playing in the back of my mind I, I wish I could change it but I wish I didn't change it because where I am now I'm a lot more grateful for the lessons I've learned back then so yeah PHS successful hunt is making sure there's a abundance of opportunity you see in the species the clients are after you share an experience and culture with them and you're making sure that their stay is as comfortable and um, as satisfying as possible that's a successful hunt in my personal opinion from a hunting point of view 
guys, you're always going to come back. Don't get disheartened and miss opportunities. Um, just embrace what we what we have to offer you. And, you know, when the opportunities do present yourself, don't, don't rush them. Don't get worked up. Just relax and, yeah, everything will fall into place. Then, um, so we're moving on now to the typical how can I say, currency side of things as far as tipping goes. He has, he has the real misdemeanor, the, the the sensitive part of tipping. Yes, I haven't had a beer in a long time. Okay. Um, so as far as percentages goes, um, the reason why I like to work in percentages is because Often you come out on a on a ten day safari, and you want to shoot seven animals, and your package is kind of done. Yeah, at around about day six, and um, you've seen a couple of species that you really enjoy and you really think would fit in well in your house, or or that you would just like to add on, and you you go and you shoot these animals and. Um, as well, that that's why I like to work with a total percentage of the end bill because, um, as far as a uh, hunter is concerned, you know, you, you know, you can always use your package amount as your guideline, but always budget for a little bit more. Um, again, guys, I'm I'm probably sounding like this. <laughs> I hope it doesn't come across this way, but I'm, I'm probably sounding like this arrogant PH that expects everyone to tip and bloody bloody blah, blah, blah. It's 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 really not me. Um, I'm just doing this because it's a difficult topic. Uh, I I personally don't enjoy getting asked what clients need to tip myself or my tracker, but uh, never mind about what tips go around the lodge and stuff. So. I'm just trying to do this just to get a little bit of conspiracy, just a little bit of clarity out there, and just to help guys coming over, whether it be your first time or, um, yeah, just you know, and as well as young PHs coming in, I just want you guys to learn that these are the processes going through, and hopefully, hopefully, if you ever get asked the question, just say to them, "Well, they're going to listen to PH Toolbox or PH Journals on a." on Spotify but uh yeah so again this isn't an easy topic for me to discuss uh, I don't like doing it because I know it's not a given uh, tips are left out of generosity um, you don't have to leave a tip it's not it's not part of the you know you, you don't no one's going to hold a gun to your head and say well listen you need to you need a tip so yeah um so the percentages side of things for me, I've I've, I've seen a lot of different different ones, and like I, I keep mentioning a little bit earlier, was the sliding scale. Um, but for myself, I personally really think that anything above ten percent on the final bill for your professional hunter is a very very generous tip. It's um, it's if you want to put it in that category you can say it's it's a gold medal or golden golden tip so 
for me, anything from 10% above is you've really enjoyed your stay. You've shot some good quality animals. I've had some really good opportunities to shoot some magnificent animals. Um, your experience has been textbook and you've learned a lot. You know, if you've learned something coming out here, then uh, yeah, anything above 10% is a really generous tip. Um, and then scaling down is probably between 5 and 8% if you've just had an enjoyable time and, um, you know, you, you're satisfied. You've shot a couple of animals and you're going back. You're going to talk about it for, the, for, for a couple of years. And, yeah, it's just, you know, mediocre. And then anything from 5% under is just thank you for everything you guys do and and the effort you put in um yeah i'll be back <laughs> but i've had an okay time type thing um and then yeah you know like i said sliding scales i've seen some sliding scales use between 80 dollars to 150 dollars um but <sighs> Yeah, I, I, I tend I, I enjoy the percentage side of things more. Um and I think that's how a lot of PHs sort of work out their their tip or plan, their tip going forward in their heads. Um but I would advise when it comes to, to percentages, I would advise asking the the landowner or the ranch owner or the outfitter owner, um, because they might have their different take on the, the whole thing this is just what i've experienced down here in the little old eastern cape um trackers i like to work on trackers probably between 20 and 30 dollars a day um the reason for that is i think they work really really hard um the trophy preparations you must remember our work doesn't stop once you leave you know we've got to prepare our trophies make sure that they're ready for splitting image to come up and pick them up and take them back and make sure that there's no meat on there they're salted correctly the skins are all, uh not the skins the skulls are all boiled out there's no meat on them for anything to rot or you know so so 20 to 30 dollars is more than reasonable tip for for your trackers um and like i said keep in mind anything longer than 10 days you might need to add on another two dollars per day afterwards um but yeah i mean that's that you can use to your own discretion so um yeah trackers play an extremely important role as far as professional hunting is concerned and your trip to south africa so look after them and they'll they'll look after you and uh, i don't mean that in an arrogant way it's just the nature of the beast you know we um certain trackers now well especially my tracker he's instructed to treat everyone the way he would you know the way a top top client would come out and be treated and you'll reap the rewards and we've always just had a really successful time we've learned a lot from one another and i appreciate his effort more than anything you know and yeah, like I say, we, uh, especially now during COVID, I've I've been there for him. We've we've tried to look after each other. I've given him a couple of food parcels just to make sure that you know the guy doesn't stay disheartened. I mean, Courtman's an amazing guy and 
really good heart on him and um yeah he's he's squandered some really good opportunities but i think he's sort of learned his lesson now but uh yeah enough about that but we'll i'll tell you a little hopefully i'll get him on the podcast one day but uh yeah trackers they play a really important part in your south african hands look after them um and yeah they'll return the favor big game um Depending on the species, how many species of the big game you're going to be hunting, I would scale it between 25 and 30 percent. Uh, sorry, 15 to 25 percent of the total budget. Anything more than two species in the big five. The reason why I say that is because a lot of guys come over and they just want to shoot a buffalo. A buffalo does take a lot of effort, um, but you can always, you know, bump up your your 10 percent to about 12 percent if you get a successful hunt and if you enjoy it. Um, other than that, your leopard, lion, um, elephant, you're going into the really big um, effort planning and structure and baiting and early mornings, blind preparations, all of that sort of stuff. So, you know, the extra bit of money really goes a long way just to show your gratitude towards all the effort that gets put in. So, yeah, Um I'm not saying that most of the the other work that gets done behind the scenes is any less than what a leopard or lion hunt preparation goes. I'm just saying, um, as far as leopard and lion go, in any of the dangerous five, it's 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 just that it's dangerous. It's it's it's, it's extremely fun, but uh, yeah, it's you know you're putting your life on the line and. I think that's a really good percentage scale to work between between 15 and 20, 25%. Um, and then as well with your tracker, you can add on an extra $5 per day uh, just for that because skin preparation, like I said, blinds, all that, take a little bit more extra effort from their side. So, um, yeah, that's, that's one of the big things. Then lodging... Uh, so just to clarify something quickly, uh, when I say lodging, um, I mean the people that are around chalets, looking after your laundry, cooking for you, serving you at dinner tables and stuff. I don't mean um, the guys cutting the grass outside your chalet or any of that sort of stuff. Um, I'm I'm really just talking about the people that are looking after your is it personal? No, it wouldn't be personal, but really looking after you on your safari, you know, washing your clothes, making sure there's food for you to eat, um, you know, serving you at the bar, wherever it may be. Um, I would work on between 5 to $10 per day, and I would pull that. So that would be the total for the whole lodge, between 5 and $10. It's just my personal opinion. Um, I know they, this one is going to be, there's going to be so many variations of this one. And I would really, I would highly recommend you to use this as a base rather instead of actually using it how you want it to. Chat to your landowner about this one. Um, or, sorry, not landowner. Chat to your, your um, outfitter uh, or whoever you're hunting with. Uh, your pH will even be able to answer this one. So, uh, yeah, five to ten dollars. Use that as your base. It does differ, but uh, 
you can use that to your own disc discretion. Um, yes, I came prepared for this one. I've written an essay here. <laughs> uh, okay, guys, and then the hunting industry is a difficult one because... Sorry. There's always chance takers. There's always guys that, you know, once once they've got you as a client, they always want to take a little bit more. And unfortunately, it leaves a very bad taste for the industry in South Africa. So I'm hoping, again, this episode is purely just to help um, uh, make people aware of what's actually happening out there. And one, one of the big things... Um, one of the big things that's come up, especially as far as tips are concerned, is people taking chances. And and you'll be surprised. A lot of landowners or ranch owners, uh, safari owners, actually take these chances. And the first one is tip pooling. Now, I mentioned it earlier in, uh, in the lodge staff uh, about pooling your tips together because you're paying the whole lodge. When people ask you to tip pool your PH's tip, your tracker's tip, the lodging tip, the chauffeur, whatever the case may be, and say, okay, now just put everything together, we'll equally distribute it. There there should already be alarm bells going off in your head here. And I'll tell you why. And I was going to mention this a little bit la later on in the, um, my list. But you handing your tip to your professional hunter, to your tracker, to the secretary or the the person that's managing the lodge. It's a lot more personal than you pooling it together with a couple of your mates, giving it to the lodge owner or to the outfitter, saying, yeah, you distribute it equally. It's, it's a difficult one because I've seen it more often than not that the desired tip, for instance, if you wanted to leave 10 or 15% of, of um, the bill at the end of the day for your professional hunter, he doesn't normally see that, especially in pool tipping. Uh, so be wary of that. If anyone asks you to do that, just, you know, I would highly advise you just to rather say, no, I would like to personally give this to my PH, my tracker, um, whoever it may be. Number one, from our side, it's it's a it's a big sign of respect doing that. Number two, it just um, it eradicates that little evilness that goes on with uh, who, who who's going to get what cut at the end of the day. So uh, avoid that if you see it anywhere. Uh, rather just call your outfitter aside and say, listen, this is how I'm going to be doing things. That That's what I would suggest. Look, if you've got other opinions or you've read differently, then by all means, do it the way you feel comfortable. But that's how I would suggest you guys going forward. Um, and then another thing I've seen, and it's become very, very common. Uh, I saw it in, actually, when we were in SCR, I saw it on one of the pamphlets. Um, a whole list of staff members that need to get tipped. Um, yeah, you know, it's 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 a weird it's a weird how can I say it's a weird thing that's become expected that everyone's meant to get a tip now when um, 
you know, it, it sort of takes that personal factor away from from the client actually wanting to give his hard-earned money to somebody that's worked just as hard for him. So, yeah, I, I find that very strange. I'm trying to think which brochure I saw it on. It was definitely a South African company, and uh, they listed a whole bunch of people who need to be tipped at the end of the safari, and I thought this extremely, this was strange. Uh, so be wary of that. Um, I'm not 100% sure about the thought process behind it. But for me, it it just doesn't seem right. Um, you're not obligated to tip the whole <laughs> the whole list of of people that were there. I mean, there were... Uh, I, I, th- I think he had... He separated the trackers and the skinners. You see, where we where we work, uh, it might be different elsewhere. But where we are, I mean, our trackers are the skinners as well. Um, and yeah, he had he had cook staff, and then he had laundry staff. And where we are, it's together. You know, when people aren't cooking, when they aren't serving, di- uh, you know, tables or whatever. They're cleaning your laundry. Um, it might be different. I might be reading this completely wrong, but for me, it just sounded very, very weird. Um, yeah. So keep an eye out on that that one. Uh, be wary, you know. Don't. It's your money at the end of the day. Don't just go around throwing it around because people say so. Rather, do a little bit of research and check it out. Um, and then... My worst one I've seen, and it's crept into our industry terribly, horrendously. And I'm quite embarrassed about it, actually, especially on best of times, because you've seen really good PHs doing this sort of thing. And I don't know if there's a word for them, but I call them tip pushers. They're pushing people for to leave a certain amount of tip or to leave a certain thing as a tip. Um, yeah, it's it's just something that doesn't appeal to me. And I don't like it. Um, I've never been brought up that way. Um, I've never known anyone in the industry to be like that until recently. There's been a couple of youngsters coming through, even some of the older guys doing this now. And uh, I understand times are tough. And when you see a nice pair of barnos, you know, you sort of... <laughs> sort of would like them to leave them behind you know whether it be a mistake or on purpose no I'm joking but um yeah so uh, just be very 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 wary of those guys um I don't enjoy it I, I really don't like guys pushing for certain tips uh, asking for diesel um you know there's, there's a whole list of things that actually go on so be be careful of that you're not obligated to do any of that sort of stuff you don't need to fill anyone's truck you don't uh, need to leave binoculars behind you. you 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 know um you don't need to buy lunch you you don't need to do any of those sort of things so yeah it's like i said it's a for the youngsters that are coming in don't do this sort of thing guys Focus on your job, and I promise you good things will come to you. And you might have to wait a couple of years, but just keep knocking away. Just keep doing what you want to do and keep doing what you love. And I promise you good things will always come. And, uh, yeah, as a hunter, please, guys, just be just be wary of that sort of thing. Then getting into the next topic of that one, equipment, clothing, candy, uh, some goodies coming over and stuff. It's always appreciated. Um, and 
like I said, we 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 wanted to teach you guys our culture and how we do things. Uh, we want you to drink a little bit of mslonyane or mkomboti or something like that, you know. Um, and you coming over and leaving a pair of boots behind for a tracker or something like that is extremely appreciated. Um, it's, you, you don't have to do it, but I know a lot of guys like to do that because we don't get the quality of gear other than treason <laughs> that you guys get over there. So um, it's always nice, um, you know, to be left something. Um, it, as well, it always reminds you of the great hunt and there's always a story behind it you leaving with an african animal and when you hang it up on your wall there's a story behind it you know i'm looking through a pair of binoculars that i shared with a very special client of mine or he's not even a client i would call him a really good friend and probably close more closer to a family member and I look through these binoculars and I reminisce on the magnificent experiences we've had together um so yeah you know guys that's that sort of stuff's always appreciated it's it's really um you don't have to do it and no one's asking you to do it it's 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 an extremely special gesture leaving behind enough for your tracker or bringing him over a pair of boots or set of camos or whatever it might be it's a really really special gesture and uh, i'm talking from personal experiences now so i can't speak for everyone um but yeah and then guys getting towards the end of this big fat elephant in the room <laughs> and uh i haven't even quite finished my first beer yet but um is um currency what do you tip your currency now guys remember this topic came up i've been asked now four times in the last two weeks about tipping uh, a lot of guys are planning to come over next year of course and they they want to know about tipping and funny enough uh I can't remember, I picked it up in a magazine or something and I saw the topic tipping as well. So I thought, well, this is a really good opportunity to start the 2021 season off where people know their base model. So currency, guys, I would tip in your local currency. Uh, make sure you bring over an extra bit of cash so you can do that sort of thing. It goes a long way. Like I say, the exchange rate is in your guys' favor 100%. And when we get tipped in that foreign currency, we always, always benefit. And we benefit a lot more than often, you know. So a lot of us like to hold on to the dollars. And when we go over there, or dollars or euros, whatever it may be, and when we go overseas, we, you know, we, we just use them when we're that side. Or we hold on to them and wait for a politician to do something silly. <laughs> And bump the price up a bit and then go and change them at the bank. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm laughing, but it's true. Some of us really do do that. So, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, and it's just, like I say, it's that personal. There's something about hard, handing over hard-earned cash to somebody that's worked just as hard for you. And like I say, it's a personal thing. It's, it really is. It's 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 a magnificent thing receiving that and being appreciative and really getting the opportunity to look somebody in the eye and say thank you i really um i've earned this but thank you so much and then guys when to tip 
tip at the end of the safari. I've seen too many safaris go pear-shaped when people tip half at the beginning and half at the end. You've got to understand we... I'm not going to say too much about it, but we, 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 we live in an era where, you know, some guys take those sort of things for granted. And, uh, you know, if they if they receive something at the beginning that they're not satisfied with, they're only going to work to that sort of level. It's, it's a terrible mindset to have, but it does happen. And it's, you know, we're dealing with society here. And a lot of people think that way. I wish I could change it, but I can't. But just keep that in mind. Always tip at the end of the safari. That's what I would do. You're not obligated to buy diesel. You're not obligated to buy lunch. You're not obligated to do any of that sort of stuff. So always just make sure that you tip at the end of end of the safari. If you want to do the rest, if you want to purchase a tank of diesel for your pH, or I mean, it's happened to me, and I really appreciate it. It's 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 a it's a wonderful gesture again. But uh, you 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 just remember tips. Or something that are earned, and they're not. You don't. You don't have to pay them. And I strongly believe in earning your tip and earning your right to to have a good quality tip handed to you. So, as a young PA, just remember that, guys. Just keep doing your basics. Just keep knocking away, and just keep doing what you want to do. And the good stuff will follow. I promise you, it does. You don't have to force it. Just be patient. And the good stuff does follow. But um, guys, that's it for a very difficult topic. Trust me, uh, I hope this helps. I really do. Because it hasn't been easy for me. Like I said earlier, I don't like doing this sort of stuff. And I don't like having this sort of conversation. But it does happen more often than not. And I just wanted to get it out there. I want to help people coming over for the first time. I want to help people that are unsure about how things work. And uh, yeah, um, that's it. Guys, well, just before we end off, I just want to say a very big thank you to everyone that supported me. Um, If you haven't yet, head along. Please subscribe to my YouTube channel. Follow me on Instagram. I'm even on TikTok now. I'm just really just trying to create awareness about why hunting is the best conservation tool and why we need to look after what we've got and some cool plans going forward um i've had some amazing support in the last couple of weeks and i'm forever grateful so myself dylan love the ph uh, journals team and the ph toolbox team thank you so much for all your support i really appreciate it stay safe stay humble happy hunting and we'll catch up with you guys soon cheers